And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black Black Hipster. Hipster, Where we talk about black pop culture, gay pop culture, black gay pop culture, and sometimes other other shit. shit. How are you doing, darling? (laughs) The chair was like, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to be still. We legit record our intro every Exactly. It's not a pre-recorded thing. It's not a pre-recorded thing. Mm -hmm. We do it for the fame. I think it's for the fans. Fans? No, we do it for the what? Well, fans fans will happen will help you get fame. So yes, that's what we do it for. (laughs) Our four fans. Like we doing it for TV Mm -hmm. or radio, kinda ish. Yes. In this case. Anywho. Yes. How um, are you doing, darling? You know, just out here with my teeth toe up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you got your with you got a crown. Yeah, I have some stuff with a, with an old crown. Ask question though, because I I possibly may have to get one. There's they're looking at a tooth and they're like, we're watching it, oh. and I'm scared. <laughs> they're watching. Well, you know, they're watching to see if the <laughs> if it goes bad. If it goes bad, exactly. <laughs> so like, it's not causing you any pain now. So we'll wait because you know it can be they don't they want to keep your original tooth as right. as long as they can. And they do a little X-ray to see if there's if there's an abscess or if, if anything. Needed a root canal or something, and they don't have choice well yeah that's what they're waiting they they don't think i need a root canal but they see that there's something that could, it could possibly get worse over time so they're like well, we're gonna wait for it to uh-uh, see don't wait for it well the thing is that it's they, been that, like five years bad. that's usually how i am like when i have my wisdom teeth removed they're like these could possibly cause a problem for you they're impact i was like take them out they're already impacted right. take those out so anyway so but with this i'm waiting for it and it hasn't been giving me a problem and they're just like it's been going for a long time but i know that i've always been scared I've heard horror stories about root canal. And they have different oh, types of... Oh, I had a couple. They was fine. They was fine? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've had three in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It is what it is. And so my you... crowns lasted for a long time. So... They, it can be expensive, though, right? It's... Yes, it can. Yes, oh, I've heard, like... yeah. It can be high C. <laughs> yeah. Do they put you on a payment plan? They can. They can. Yeah. Who's no. your dentist? Like yeah, you gotta work that out with your Exactly. Yeah. I always get a pay. I always get a payment yeah. plan. Yeah. My dentist is dope. Shout out to Doctor Alex Gauze. Is you have um, a black dentist? Aesthetic dentistry. Yep. Oh. He is a black man. Everybody mm-hmm. at the office is black. I'm telling you, you come in, they playing Usher. I'm like, man, this is a <laughs> vibe. Like, I mean, wouldn't you rather hear that while you getting your damn teeth drilled into? That's true. <laughs> Listen to some. You know, yeah. Yuna. I like it. Summer, yeah. I, Summer Walker. You told me about this and I was thinking about changing because I had a hard time when I first moved to the city finding a good dentist. Mm-hmm. I do love my dentist now and I love my well, hygienist. that's what I'm saying. If you yeah. love your dentist, don't switch. But, but the idea not, of having... i trying to go all black everybody. Yes. Well, if this doesn't work out, if she ever leaves, I'm going to be out of there. Because you see your hygienist more so than you see anyone else and she's right. great. Yeah. So my thing is if she leaves, then I'm going to move, go to someone else. I'll go to the all black dentist oh, you yeah. go to. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to get a new um, black female PCP. What I'm happened to your old one? I just never had one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I mm-hmm. just I go to my other doctors and then I'll be like, we'll run all this general stuff mm-hmm. while I'm here. Okay. So, um, you know, like you go to GYN and then you'd be like, oh, just make sure all the other stuff is in So back. they test your blood and all just that? Just all the random stuff. Okay. They can. Yeah, um, that's good. But like I went to a black and female gastroenterologist. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. Even though, oddly enough, my GYN is not a black woman. <laughs> um, she's a woman. Um, is she a I woman like of color? Man. She is not. Oh, okay. Oh, girl. No, <laughs> um, she's Jewish. Well, that's good. That's <laughs> good. That's that, good. It doesn't matter. She got. It matters. She got a certain bit. part of you. Yes. No, it doesn't matter in the least bit. But I like her. Um, and so I'm not switching. That's just the thing. You get a good GYN. You don't just switch willy nilly. Who's looking? I can imagine. You want to feel? So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I haven't heard Gudani in a while. I know. Yeah. I went back. That was like one of the nastier words that we've used to describe a vagina yeah there are lots there are lots of words yes punani i think is definitely one of the like dirtier sounding words that was from poetic justice right when she was like you want to smell my food no that was from the caribbean no 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 no. it it trickled down to american culture but i know that it's oh i did not know actually that it was from the caribbean but not that it was from poetic justice but in that movie yes she she says punani punani yeah but pussy also is Pussy also is nasty. Mm-hmm. It's very nasty. Because it's funny because during sex, pretty sure you don't say like, oh, you all up in this punani. You don't say that. <laughs> but What do you know about what anybody, I'm pretty sure some people do. Oh, you know I don't, girl. I can only imagine. 
<laughs> and I try to keep that at a bit of them. I am wrangling this tangent all the way. I know we are. I'm not even going here with you. <laughs> we have so much to talk about, and I don't. Oh, this is in poor taste to make what? this connection. Oh we're God! Talking about tonight. Well, in a so sense, let's get into this Chris Cuomo. Well, we're talking. Well, he didn't grab anyone. <laughs> I just. Who? Who was the man it's who was grab? Who they said they were grabbing someone? Donald Trump. Oh <laughs> really? yes, 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 grabbing somebody. Grabbing folks by the pussy. Yeah. I wonder if he does that to his son-in-law. But anyway, oh, um, <laughs> grab his. Yes. Ass by the pussy. So your other boo, Chris Cuomo. But for all those Cuomo sexuals, it's over. It's he, all the way over. Yes. Your boy Chris then got caught up in Andrew shit on mm-hmm. his own. Was well, yeah, his so, own. He was accused of sexual harassment. He was back um, by his. I think her name. Her name is Shelly 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 Ross, who used to be his boss. She was a producer. Yeah, um, when he had like his own show mm-hmm. on ABC News back in two thousand and five, I believe. She right? said he grabbed her butt. Um, she also said that. He had apologized about it, like in an email. Or he did. She had she had a copy of the email. Let yeah. me. She what had, it seemed like what happened was that during the time that this occurred, she had been his boss, and then she had she was forced out. Actually, she mentioned that I think in the the op ed that she wrote in the New York Times, mm-hmm. she had been forced out by because something some other improper conduct happened with someone else, and she was sort of tied up in that because she happened to be the boss or whatever right. she. And or something, if I'm, and so they were at a party at a gathering. She came in with her husband, and he hugged her and grabbed her butt, grabbed her cheek, squeezed her butt mm-hmm. in front of her husband, and said something like, "I guess since you're my boss, since you're no longer my boss, this is how I always wanted to greet you." Oh, and then she said no. she was just like, "No, that's not," and she pushed him and was like, "That's not appropriate. Basically, you can't greet me like that." And she moved so he could see her husband. Her husband, I guess, was upset about it, so they left. Her husband ain't deck him? Uh, no, her husband did not deck him. Her husband was upset about it. Oh, they left. I don't, I don't know. know if she... It would have had to have been a situation where I told my husband, under no circumstances do I want you to get into a physical tussle with anybody from my job or something like that. And I think even still, deep down inside, a small petty piece of me would have been like, you should have punched him in his face. Yeah, she, I, I don't like, even... What? I, I want to read what... Um, oh, yeah, okay, okay. So she says... Um, I was at the party with my husband, who sat behind me on an ottoman sipping his Diet Coke as I spoke with work friends. When Mr. Cuomo entered the Upper West Side Bar, he walked toward me and greeted me with a strong bear hug, bear hug while lowering one hand to firmly grab and squeeze the cheek of my buttock. It's, buttock. it's just weird. Um, I can do this now that you're no longer my boss, he said to me with a kind of cocky, excuse me, cocky arrogance. No, you can't, I said, pushing him off me at the chest while stepping back, revealing my husband, who had seen the entire episode at close range. We quickly left. Soon after, I received the email from Mr. Cuomo about being ashamed. He should have been. And then this is the email. Though my hearty greeting was a function of being glad to see you, Christian Slater got arrested for a, con- for a in parentheses, kind of similar act, parentheses, though born of an alleged negative intent. Unlike my own. And as a husband, I can empathize with not liking to see my wife patted as such. So pass along my apology to your good and noble husband. And I apologize to you as well for even putting you in such a position. Next time, I will remember the lesson. No matter how happy I am to see you. That was his apology. See, I would he got the whole cussed out. That's when I told my husband, you know what? Put your Tims on. <laughs> Let's go see him. Yes. Like, now we, cause, cause then your little apology was smug. It was, was very smug. smug. Yeah. And oof. No matter how no happy I am to see you. In the face. And I don't. In that moment to begin with. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't. That's even, just me. I grew up in the hood. We fought. We fight. You know. That's just how I feel. So and, I can't. I can't say how people no. feel in certain situations, but. I think her husband should have punched him in the face. You can't do Yeah, because people too. I'm sorry. Certain groups of people. When you're in a professional setting, things get kind of muddled. I will only say because people will be quick to sue and arrest your ass. And what? And that's my thing. It's like I don't want to put so-and-so in a position where like, we out of something and something happened. And Josh, who has surprisingly gotten loud at a few people, like strangers... <laughs> 
like ho- homeless people, they like home, like people who've been a little right now. I'm in surprise. All right, Josh, you got all up in that person's face. I'm like, we gonna fight today, but um, I wouldn't want my him to do that because it's like, listen, I don't want you to be arrested. I don't want you to go to jail. That also will not be good for your career. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand how it can be a little bit of gray area. And also, I'm pretty sure I can. I'm pretty sure as a as a woman. You're a woman, so you can speak to this. That sometimes I can imagine that you're in a situation where you're like probably a little nervous about even rocking the boat too much or getting too upset because you're like, listen, I'm thinking about my well, I'm thinking about my own career. I'm thinking what kind of stain may, might this leave if I do so and so or I react in a certain well, way. Well, I think it was that was a tricky situation if she had just gotten pushed out of her job, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then she sees him, but. I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about her husband. Didn't have that instinct to whoop his ass. Listen, I'm not judging. We don't know. I'm not blaming her husband. I'm not anything. He was also drinking a Diet Coke. That's a different story. Like, (laughs) But she didn't. We don't know what her husband did. Right. We don't know. Maybe she she left that part out. Right. Maybe she left that. Maybe her husband was fucking pissed off and she was like, we quickly left. Maybe her husband was like, what the fuck? And she was like, no, we need to leave because I know how you get. She's like, let's go. You already got a case pending. Let's not do that anymore. So maybe she... Because I can imagine, listen. But I think the issue came from the fact that he was giving, and um, he was giving his brother Andrew, yes, yeah, um, guidance when his the sexual allegations, sexual harassment allegations were made against him, mm-hmm. and the Democrats were telling him to step the fuck down. Exactly, and exactly. He was on the sidelines, being like, "Nah, bro, bro, don't step down. This is cancel culture, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or whatever." Um. I'm like, who raised y'all? Yes, yes. And Where are the Cuomo parents? Where's mama and daddy Cuomo? <laughs> well, his father's passed away. <laughs> but the mother's still alive. Well, his father was a freaking politician. Yeah. We know who his dad is. But I'm just saying in terms of like the shame. <laughs> like, uh-huh. The shame of it all. And I think, I don't understand the way that it works, but he was sort of, he wasn't supposed to be in a because it's a conflict of interest, I'm assuming, that you're his brother that's a too close of a relationship to sort of advise what's the word not subjective what is not not the, objectively mm-hmm. on something like that like your brother so well, i mean i get it it's family whatever but what you can't do is then on the back end be reporting on it mm-hmm. <laughs> like yes. you have a conflict of interest yeah it is exactly that but i can understand how you are not going to be like nah i'm not going to not speak to my brother about this thing especially when i have expertise in how to deal with the media exactly and exactly like how to you know how to paint himself in a different light so yeah he doesn't look like a perp mm-hmm. or whatever but she apparently also said that she didn't want him to be fired from cnn no she doesn't she instead urged him to quote to use his platform to quote journalistically repent I'm a little bit and have like and she's like she's basically because it was a it was a long article but she's basically asking him to sort of hire to have like forums in a sense about with women run by women to sort of have conversations around gender but why do we race to do that (laughs) i don't know maybe she thinks he's still good at his job my thing is it, Women I are already be, having those conversations. Women have been having those conversations. Yeah. The people who give a shit are listening and they're part of those conversations. And then maybe, there's everybody else. Maybe she feels like, as a man, there's a certain um, constituency that he who listens to him who would hear it. Right. And they probably but wouldn't hear from point, other But at people. this point, it's only now coming after he's been caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Exactly. So... Those people are like, this don't seem genuine. You have no credibility yeah. anymore. Now I that agree. it's just like, oh, well, now you're doing this to hold on to your fucking job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like, if you had been doing this before and had been like, well, because, yeah, I'm going to raise my hand. Back in the day, I did some foul shit mm-hmm. to this woman that I worked with because I was an idiot and I was a child mm-hmm. and I behaved like an idiot. And an asshole and a mm-hmm. sexual predator, and but I now know better now. That yes. and, and and just be like, and I knew better then, and still there was something in me that made me do this stupid thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky and grateful that her husband didn't whoop my ass. Mm-hmm. But by the way, I think that these are some broader conversations we need to have. 
the way that you ever the way that you said that was amazing if that could ever if that could ever happen fantasy but that's some fantasy shit that i live as a woman because it'd be like how perfect and wonderful would that be that like this would have happened you know years ago i wonder because i wonder if it's a man of a certain it's just like with all the 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 men in the public who have been coming out lately and they faced allegations not to say, and I hate saying this, but I think it it speaks it speaks of the times. Like a lot of these men are in their fifties or in their are older than their fifties, mm-hmm. and they grew up a certain way. And I'm sorry, there's that's not necessarily an excuse. It's an explanation because all men of that time were not doing that shit. Right. And also, you know, wrong is wrong. You know, when you're doing something wrong, I don't care. So it's it it, it I wonder if. Nowadays, like with the Gen, whoever they are, like the twenty-year-olds, Gen Z, Gen Zs, if those generation <laughs> will have men who they can still make mistakes, people can still do foul shit, but maybe they can have those types of apologies because they grew up with it, sort of being like, okay, well, this isn't right. You know, people fall down, they make mistakes, but this is how you should treat women. This is how you should treat trans people and gay people. This is how you should black people, whatever, people of color. This is what you should be doing. This is how we should treat one another. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're more likely to have the types of apologies that you're talking about. Because now those apologies are crafted by PR people when it comes out and it just doesn't seem genuine. Like you said, you lost your credibility. Now you're just keeping your job. So the people who he's speaking to before, they know that. The people who were definitely probably like, grab a pussy. Just stroke, you know, stroke, do whatever you want with women. <laughs> they aren't learning. But they aren't necessarily, they aren't learning for that. Right, Learn, because saying. they know you're, 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 this dude's okay. trying to keep his job. He's trying to keep his job. and And that's what's, Right. So had it been like Chris Cuomo was like, let's hold these forums and talk about sexual harassment in the workplace. And let's talk about this and let's talk about that before Mm -hmm. someone blasted him for some shit that he did. Yeah. It will hold a very different place in everyone's hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. It's yeah. It's like uh, too late. I'm not interested because at this point it's disingenuous. You didn't you didn't care enough. Oh, you felt like this little bullshit apology that you sent to her was enough. That says something about who you are. That says something about how you deal with the situation. You really thought, number one, that that was a genuine apology. And you thought that it was enough. First of all, you don't send that shit on via email for a number of reasons mainly first because she was smart the girl when the woman kept it but also (laughs) you don't send something like that i feel like if you do something like that if you're genuine you apologize at least over the phone but if you can't see at least over the phone right away you sent my husband a bottle of macaque exactly you apologize to the both of them that was very inappropriate what i did and i'm sorry that's what you do you don't do that shit via email to send your apologize on behalf of me to your husband. No, you should apologize right, and to you both of them. Apologize to the husband. No, no and no, then no, he no. was married at the time too, huh? So you have I, a wife. Yeah. And did your wife know about this? Well, did your wife? She knows know? about it now. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. At the time that it happened, did you make your wife aware so that it was like, hey, look, just in case something else materialized from this, I just want to let you know I did this very stupid thing yesterday. I was being an idiot. And I apologize because no, you know, I know his wife didn't. (laughs) 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 I know his wife ain't no, because he would have been like, but I sent her an email and his wife would have been like, you must be out your damn mind. You better call that woman, invite her and her husband to dinner. We need to take them out to a nice And she needs to be there. Apologize in person, right? Yeah. And I need to have a conversation with her woman to woman and explain to her that you are an idiot. Yeah. I deal with your idiot shit all the time. But how do you how do you do like I can't even like if you as a woman like there's so many like it can you imagine? Like if your husband came home and said, Honey, I did something, I sex and knowing Al, I can't even imagine he do something, but no say just your husband. Say your your husband he came home and was like, I did something, I grabbed a woman I made her feel uncomfortable. What the fuck would you say? How do you even... I, I'd accustom the whole hell out. It was... Like, I just know I would. I would have been like, you must be out your damn mind. And then I'd be like, would that be okay if somebody did that to me in the street? Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Like, are you serious right now? Would you feel like, okay, you, of course you tell him, like what you said, call that woman, call her, apologize to her and her husband, and bite them out to... What would you say to their wife? What well, would this you is, say? If this was like a coworker too, like a colleague, like his colleague, right. like yeah, that you never met. Say you never, say you even met him. Say you met her in passing. Whatever. What would you say to them? Yeah, I'd be like, he was an idiot for this. 
Because then that also puts you in a weird position of now people are looking at you because if this would have blown up, people, of course, are going to. It's like if you have children, you have a family, people are going to be looking at you. What the fuck you doing with I'm this man like that? I'm wondering about my husband at this point. Too, exactly. Like, you want to sleep with your coworker? Yep. Like, what's, what's going on here? Yeah, exactly. Please what you out here just touching I'm random women? in all kinds of counseling at this point. Oh, like, my gosh. He better be in his individual therapy. We definitely in some couples therapy. Because the now I'm like, the trust is shaky. Yeah. Because, oh, you out here a whole predator, huh? Mm-hmm. And and on top of that, do you want to fuck your coworker? Mm-hmm. What is happening? Like, what is really going on? Uh, this is just something that you do. And it's just like, you have, <laughs> if you have children, it's like you have a daughter, you have a son. Is that what you want your, how you want your son to be? Is that what you want to happen to your daughter? I'm that, telling you, you I know can't what? imagine. I think that sometimes we look at certain men and we would think, ah, I would never expect that from him. But... I'm going to be honest, just as a woman, I don't put it above any male, any any man. Like, especially cisgender heterosexual men, mm-hmm. they are reared a certain way. I've had debates with men who were friends, were great, I love these people, and the stupid shit that they say as it pertains to women when it comes to, like, street harassment and catcalling and domestic violence, the stupid shit that they say. That I'm just like, I know, like, I can get real worked up in a in a debate with a friend. And if it's about some unimportant shit, be over it in seconds. And then go get a drink together. Mm-hmm. But those be them conversations where I'm just like, oh, no, I don't want to be around you anymore. I, you're, you're a predator. <laughs> like, no. Like, that is some shit that'll change our friendship. You say some extra fucked up shit in a conversation where we're talking about the relationships between men and women. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, oh, okay. So I see... How, how you really feel that to me means something about who you really are mm-hmm. like so you there's a potential that you would attack me there's a potential that you would sexually assault me really at the end of the day yeah. you could sit there and say well no why because you know me yeah. that seems to be the only difference I think between me and pretty much every other woman out there but then when it came down to it if it was just like a certain situation right. you would right. you, think, you would violate yeah you would violate me you don't consider me yeah, wow, it's like that we're is... not friends anymore. Like, I don't need to ever be around you. Yeah. That like, is the things scary. That, that, that men say sometimes. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that is rough too because, you know, even I'm looking at it from hearing what you're saying the only thing that i the easiest thing that i could equate it to is a racial conversation like you having friends of other races mm-hmm. and then them you realize oh that's how you feel now i have to think right or can we be can friends we can be we friends? still can have, and you you understand that too because you're a black woman so it's just like you have that i don't have the woman part but also just even being in situations and i've said this a numerous times just being a gay man doesn't make me understand what it's like to live a woman and i also have to preface all of this with just a disclaimer i have had a glass of wine so i'm a little tipsy oh just lord you tipsy yeah i'm a little tipsy oh i didn't even so, drink any wine i had coffee and then i followed it oh up. i thought you were drinking H2O. wine i did not i it poured new wine and i did not pour myself in god you drugged me you drugged me <laughs> um but yeah i it's just i'm always aware of the things well now more aware of the things that I have said about women are about you know different types of people and realizing oh well that was a little problematic or me I, I didn't know what that how I felt less about women but more I was on I was thinking about bisexual people earlier like oh, things have that, you said that, things no, about bisexual people I, I don't think I've said anything definitely <laughs> negative about bisexual people but just in the sense of um, not thinking that it was a serious thing a real thing a real thing well, because and, when and we grew up also a lot of people held that sentiment it was like yes. a joke right yeah it was like you're not bisexual you're just greedy i didn't know and then any- it was like why did that become a thing to say to people well i think part so i will say for myself partly and it doesn't it's not a, an excuse but it's an explanation i didn't know anyone who was like i'm bisexual it's like i knew trans people when i was like you know in my teenage in my teenage years and i was like i didn't think that was a I didn't think anything of it. I was like, well, that's how you live your... You know, because to me, that's a, a level above, you know, someone who's bisexual. But bisexual people, yeah, I was definitely laughing at my friends. Oh, especially with man, he's like, I'm bisexual. Oh, he's just on his way to gay town. You know? Oh, we but definitely, sex, definitely, yeah, we definitely, definitely. We were definitely like, no, women can be bisexual, but men cannot. Exactly. Yeah. And that was wrong. That I was mean, wrong. I st- but I think also that that part of that was also youth and it's just yes. like the shit that we thought and said in even in our like 20s exactly like, wow that was definitely problematic yeah um 
But I mean, I think it's just when we get to this age and it's like I still have friends who believe certain things and say certain things. And I'm like, I think in two years I might have to phase you out. Like in the next two years, if you are still talking like this, like, and you're really just not trying to have any understanding towards anything else, I think I can't be friends with you anymore because like this is not okay. It's weird. It puts you in a situation. No one wants to be in that situation, of course, but it it is. It's jarring when you find something about something, when someone that you love, I'll say someone that you love and you care about says something that's like, ooh, I got to rethink our relationship because you don't know where to put that. You're kind of like, okay. And I think it's easier with friends and it's a little bit more difficult with family depending on who they are and what your relationship is to them. But that's an, that's an interesting place to be. Mm -hmm. You got to start to put up walls and you're like, hold up a second. How do I do this? How do I deal with you? I still like you. We have a lot of fun. We have history, good history, but I'm like, ah, what you said to me, don't sit right, homie. Like that speaks to exactly what you said. That speaks to the type of person you are and your values. And essentially like, are you I think a good person, a loving person. People are complex, but yeah, it's like, yeah, if you vote in a certain way, <laughs> legit, it's true. like you out here trying to stop like, like human rights laws from happening because you feel this way about a certain group of people. Mm -hmm. That's not okay with me. Yeah, so would what would you like if you, so what if you, you with Chris Cuomo are friends, you guys have known each other a long time. No, we're not. So, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm wondering what would you say that what if you saw if this op-ed came out, well, you saw the, that that's email. That's tricky about it, right? So this the reason why we can't even play this type of because you don't know him. because right. Yeah. What what would my relationship with him have been up until this point, and what other things do I know about him, and what what type of person do I know him to be? And I think that's why it's hard for people sometimes. And this is where celebrities get in trouble. Where mm -hmm. it's just like, sit your ass down mm -hmm. and be quiet. Mm -hmm. You don't know every side of every person at all times. Mm -hmm. And I get that you feel a little bit protective of your friends. You're like, this is a good friend of mine. I can't even imagine them doing this thing. Just because you can't imagine it because you've never seen certain signs of them doesn't mean they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that they're not responsible. And then if you know and you have proved that they did this thing or whatever. No one's saying it has to negate all the good that you know of them. Mm -hmm. So sit down and be quiet and don't speak on it. Because we, that's a very complex thing. It is. People are complicated. <laughs> we Before the podcast, we were talking about sort of, you know, making a joke about black people and how like if you're someone close to you who was also black oh, yeah. did something, <laughs> would you be like, because we were talking about the missing girl and like if someone kills someone or did something bad, like would you be like, listen, I love you, but I can't be in your life. Right, you need to leave, and I'm not gonna call the cops from you. But you, like you said, Black you got four eight hours. Call the cops on each other in most instances. You got four eight, eight hours to disappear. Right. Yeah, you got forty eight hours of my mind business, <laughs> and they come and ask me and be like, I haven't seen him since Tuesday because we was talking about laundry. His parents, his yes. parents was like, we ain't seen him since Tuesday. Mm -hmm. and I was like, I ain't mad at his mm -hmm. parents. Mm -hmm. Like you know. As per the movies, white people have no loyalty mm -hmm. even towards their parents and mm -hmm. their children and things like that. And I'm like, no. That's not how it is. Yeah. Right. But I was, no, not yeah. at all. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was like, definitely with black folks. I was like, yeah, we don't call the cops mm -hmm. on our family and our close friends. I said, uh, again, unless it's a very serious situation where it's like, you know, your uncle harmed your child or something like that. Or someone like, was like, trying to kill somebody. The, yeah. the community or the family and it was mm -hmm. that dire. But it was just, you you know, you hug your brother and you be like, look, bruh, I love you. I miss you. Take care of yourself. You mm -hmm. know, you know you're never going to see him again. <laughs> you know, he's on his way to Peru like you need or to whatever. Go. Mm -hmm. But you're like, I love you, bro. And then, you know, when the news people come around, put the cameras in your face, you'd be like, look, I know y'all saying my brother did this thing, but my brother was a good man. <laughs> like, you you talk about all the good that you know of this person. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference, right? It's just like, nobody's saying that this thing didn't happen, especially when we have proof that mm -hmm. it did. You're just speaking, you know this person to be, you know, this thing. But when it's really serious and it's something like this, especially when it's an instance where someone especially if it is a woman and then let's add the layers is a woman of color or a black woman is saying something and whether or not it's true is up in the air mm -hmm. and you can tell that it's 
pretty much just because it's a woman or mm-hmm. a woman of color or it's an allegation that's made against a white mm-hmm. male mm-hmm. <laughs> or a powerful person. Mm-hmm. It adds a layer of complexity. It does. And it's like, mind your business in yeah. the streets then. Like, no one's asking you to speak out about mm-hmm. it. Oh, you feel this camaraderie or this whatever to your friend that you can give them all that in private. And you don't, e- nobody asked you to get on Instagram and, and wax poetic about that. Yeah. And I think that's what you said is that like, yeah, people are complex and you have a different, especially too, when it's like when a man and it, it's like another woman, I'll just speak from a male point of view. If I like some man, some straight man, a gay man I know does something sexually harassing someone and I'm like, they're a great person. They're a great father. They would never do something like this. And it's like, I don't have that type of dynamic with them. I don't have that type of relationship with them. That whole, the thing that they have with this other person who is accusing them of something is completely different. They have a completely different relationship. Mm-hmm. We're all, di- we are different people. And I think that's the thing that goes, goes wrong. Like people just think that. And also it's such a slippery slope. Like we know with racism and sexism, those things are so ingrained in our culture and our way of being. I feel like it's easy to make the mistake of course, on those things. That's exactly it's the point easy. That we, that's the point that I think we make as black people to yeah. white people when white people just be like, I would never. And I'm like, let me t- tell mm-hmm. you, first of all, take never out of your vocabulary. Exactly. It's an, it's an extreme and an absolute that you just shouldn't use mm-hmm. because you probably have. Yeah. And you didn't even You know didn't it. even realize And it's it. like, right. It is so part. It is it is part of the fabric of who we are in this country. In this country. All yeah. the. Like, in this world. All the, yeah. All the yeah. isms. Misogyny. All of that. It is such a part of who we are that. To sit there and just say you could never do this thing. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-mm. It just it just take the absolute out. You could say that you would never do it on purpose, and even then, it's like mm, it, no. It now, is. I know. I'll be quick to go to the lowest common denominator, even if I don't believe it. But I think it's gonna hurt you <laughs> if I'm really trying to win a fight. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like exactly. Like, <laughs> Like exactly. as a, as a slim person, yeah. if I'm in it, if I'm getting into it with somebody who's even just slightly thick, but mm-hmm. has ever questioned their weight, mm-hmm. and I really want to hurt you, and then I'll talk about your weight, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Being petty, mm-hmm. but I will acknowledge that I'm being petty and I'm being mean, mm-hmm. and that it's wrong. It's wrong, yeah. I I was in it to win. Yeah, just like, like we were in an argument, like we, we were saying things to right, hurt each other. We, we do were. that. We do that. And, that, and that, and I think that's very, that's very important. That's like the fact that you, what am I trying to say? I think it's very important that people realize that it's so in our culture. So it's like, it's in our religion. It's in everything that we do. We're raised mm-hmm. to think as kids, we see that there are boy and girls things, boy and girl things, and that girls do certain things and boys do certain things. And it's just like, you don't think that plays into how you think as you're growing up as a teenager and as an adult, you have to deprogram yourself. Essentially, you have to then become more aware of what other things are in the world to realize that, okay, well, girls don't always have to wear pink. Girls don't always have to be just walk around and, and, and say yes. And, 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 and answer the man or do A, B, and C. We have to learn those things. That's the way our country has gone. So it's like, no, it's not far-fetched that you would think a black person is less, or less than you or a black person is a criminal or that a black person or can't afford that. Or, or, black, or even just or small things. Hard. It's just like it, uh, that has to be recognized. And, that's, and, and, you know, we had a... I think when people talk about you know, America not being racist or America not being sexist. And it's just like, we're all those things. We'll like, you know, they, they'll get on like the president and they say, they'll go, this is not who we are. This is, oh, and, and we've this had this conversation. It's like, no, this is who that we is, are at the core. It's all, that's where we are. We, we are also complex. We are also made up of millions of people. We can also be more than one, one thing at the same time. We are giving, we are loving, we are caring, we are racist, we are sexist, we are uh, homophobic we are all of those things and i think people need to realize that so it's, it's it's to understand the history and to say listen we've at a point where we realize these things how could, how do we step out of that how do we recognize how we've been conditioned to feel this way about mm-hmm. women and about you know men and about trans people whoever that's it's very very true and i think that's what people don't realize because to your point people i i can i would never do that and it's like I'm like, we should just did. We, so let's stop with the nevers. Yeah, we've and all let's been talk about the reality of it all. Yes, but that's exactly the problem when something like this happens. You know, when someone's accused of sexual harassment or whatever, and it's this whole idea of like, then we become so polarized. It's like we on in this corner we've mm-hmm. got 
you know, the folks that want this person's head. And in this corner, we've got everyone that's like, this person is amazing and would not hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, and then somewhere in the middle, we've got what's really happening here, yeah. don't we? Um, and you know, what's funny is the person that knows it the most is the person who's being accused of the thing, mm -hmm. right? Like, they know where the freaking middle is. Exactly. So... And it's so extreme because it also enters our culture when someone when you hear racist, when you hear someone who's sexist, you think of like a person with a K, you know, the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK hat on. You hear like picket fences, like I don't want blacks in here, I don't want Asians and black. And it's like, well, no, it's like yes, that's an extreme, but most of us don't live it our lives like that. It manifests in different way ways. More, and I would, I, I would hate to use the word subtle, but. Yes, it manifests itself in more subtlety. Exactly. And then you have people just like, just realize that. Just realize how you think about not, you know, doing certain things, raising your girls a certain way or not. Say, saying your girls can't play certain sports, but your guys can or even certain things. Like when I see with, you know, people, my family, just like put just dress the girls in skirts and stuff. But they, when they want to run around and play, no, honey, and sit down. Sit. So, and it's just like, well, she's a, still a fucking kid. She's still a right, fucking like, baby. She's two. Yeah, she's two. And it's, it's it, then you have to be mindful of how she is because what? There's fucking predators, men who are out here looking at the little girls. So you don't want, don't put your little girls on skirts then. Let her wear fucking pants so she can run around. And it's like you, and you, you try, cause you want her to look cute, but change the girl into some pants. That it, you, it's funny how we are and, and how like, and a part of that, too, is with black people, I think it's a little bit more complicated. But men, they're the predators. So women, in a certain sense, they, that's how it's been. And, and, and they accept that. So then they have to change their behavior in order to accommodate men. Let's be straight. Right, yes. like we need to also change the men's behavior. Which is We hard. need to change the men's behavior. That's the first and foremost. They, need, they are not predators. And, and they, they need to. perpetrate. Yeah. Um, this sexual violence and stuff towards women that's really they need to the change it the men it. yeah right just, that's what's at the root of it and then women don't have to walk through this earth a certain way or carry themselves a certain way that's really what it is that's really what it is um, but that's again it's, that's why when you said the whole thing about like maybe Gen Z will have those apologies and it's like yes but part of that is going to be us correcting the behavior in real time mm -hmm. it's the course correcting that we do that ends up becoming called cancel culture and it's like it's not all cancel culture mm -hmm. like cancel culture i think as, as a whole is a negative thing right but every time someone gets course corrected about some bad behavior it shouldn't always be con uh, called and considered cancel culture because mm -hmm. yeah you might feel like it's extreme but the behavior itself is so extreme or we're so extremely in it mm -hmm. that I think that's why the response coming is so extreme. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, we can't wait for this to trickle slowly. We need to cut this off like right now. Mm -hmm. So yes, the, the response will be, we will ruin your life if you get caught behaving in, in this way. If you get caught perpetrating this sort of behavior, yup, your job gone. Your, your your family like leaving you they hate you like we will ruin your fucking life mm -hmm. so that everybody else coming up after needs to either come clean with it now mm -hmm. make your fucking amends and wash yourself of the bullshit or if you do it you realize there is no place for you here mm -hmm. like you can go we will ruin your life. Mm -hmm. So I get it. <laughs> I get why it's so extreme. You should watch the um, the episode of um, Explained mm -hmm. ex Apologies. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Oh, okay. Because it talks about that and how it's just like, you know, basically what, what a, an apology like is made up of, or the seven steps, I guess, of an apology, like mm -hmm. what it's comprised of, but also how like these days um, the apologies are getting more and more grandiose because now people are like just doing things and then the response is always this apology mm -hmm. but now the apologies feel less um heartfelt and less genuine mm -hmm. because people are always apologizing so now the more apologies we get the less sincere they feel the more extreme we need the apology to be mm -hmm. so now it's like when someone does something they apologize we're like nope we don't believe you. And I'm like, but it's true. It is um, true. But there, there was just so much bad behavior that it's just like, there is so much to apologize for. But part of it is the like genuinely understanding and believing that you did something wrong 
that you need to apologize for. But there's a big part, and I don't know if they get into this in the in the episode, where it's just like, there's the apology part, and then I think what we're looking for as the public is the way you make it right mm-hmm. by the ones that you wrong. Yeah. And in a sense like this with the sexual harassment, it's not just this one woman mm-hmm. whose butt you grabbed. It's all the women who are so fucking sick of the butt grabbers. Yeah. So it's like, that's what you represent. You represent every butt grabber mm-hmm. at this point. So that's the reason why people call for your job. That's the reason why we don't want to hear this shit from you. Because it's not just this crime you perpetrated towards this one woman. It's like, but you went through life thinking that that was okay. That was okay. And it informed so many decisions yeah. in so many instances mm-hmm. and so many aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. And for all the women who were on the other end of that, we sick of that shit. Yeah. So when you come with your little apology and whatever, we're like, nah, he can go. That's for me. That's it for me. He can go. You and hit, I don't have any remorse about yeah. it. Because I'm sick of, because it's going to be you and then we, and we already know too, like we remove you and it's a million a more that we got to deal with. But we're at the point where we're like, you know what? Bring them. We going to cut the million pieces That's of what it shitty is. Yeah. FOMO cancers out of our culture mm-hmm. until we only have the type of men that no one understand that this behavior is not It's not right. That that's it exactly. That's it exactly. You get tired of it because he rep. This has happened to millions of women throughout history. This is not the first time, and it, that is so it. And then I think too with the apology part for me it's not about. Excuse me. The apologies do feel insincere, but mostly it's like, um, there's no way. I when you apologize when this comes out in the light time the light there's an apology put out by a PR firm. <laughs> Then you are going, you give money or you take counseling. It's like, I'm sorry, homie. I know that sometimes we as the public receive information later than celebrities do. It may be a couple of weeks or a month before they, when they get the information, they stop preparing. I know your motherfucking ass then change the way you completely, to me, it just seems difficult for me to think that you changed the way you thought in a couple of weeks. Before this came out, or in the week or two, when you put your apology, they put your apology together, put it out, and now you're a changed person. I've gone to courses, and I completely see that seems dis- That doesn't seem genuine to me. Well, and I think that, that's exactly the biggest part of the issue, right? With that's why these apologies are not accepted yeah. because it's just like, well, you're not a different person because this now came out in in the public, and mm-hmm. we're upset about it. Yeah. Did you not, did you not think, did you not, when all of, especially too in this day and age, when like you see, you hear about all this stuff, it's, are we not looking in ourselves? Are we not, is no one being introspective? Are are they not thinking, what have I done? How can I be a better person? And then when it comes out and then, and then they defend themselves and then it, to me, it makes it, they had that country singer who said the N word or something. He didn't say it to anybody. He was talking to his friends. I don't know who he was talking about. He was saying the N word and he, he said from Tennessee or something, he said that he was going to, I forget his name, Walter Walton or something. I never heard of the guy. And, um, he, it came out that he had said the N word. Somebody recorded him. I'm like, who had this camera? Who had this camera? Always. He was Always. outside of his house. He was actually called. I think they called a ner- noise disturbance. They called the police because it was a noise That's disturbance. And then someone was filming. Oh, yes. They heard him say the N word. They got wind of that. He said immediately, it was, it, was, it was wrong of me. I was using language, blah, 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 that I shouldn't have used. I'm embarrassed. Bullshit. Homie, you have been saying this forever. You're 28 years old. You never thought that that was, you thought that that was okay for you to just say? You have, you've been using this. So you got caught. Then your record label, whoever, your PR people were like, honey, we need to stop this bleeding. That's what it is. You want to stop the bleeding so that it doesn't destroy your career, so that people don't lose money. Record labels and whatever don't lose money. That's what it is. And in hopes of that, you just got to keep quiet and just not keep making the same mistakes. They don't give a fuck about what you do in your personal life or your beliefs. Don't make those mistakes again so, mistakes again, so we don't lose money off of you, so you don't lose your career. And that's what it seems like for me. Well, yeah. For them, it's always going to come down to just money and business business and whatever the thing is there's a big difference too between someone having done something ages ago that's true and then it coming out into the light and someone getting caught in that bad behavior today mm-hmm. like and I, and, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with someone saying like that was 20 years ago mm-hmm. and there's no evidence that i've done anything that despicable since mm-hmm. in fact let me show you the proof of like how I am not that person. Mm-hmm. How I don't live my life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that that's okay. 
for me, that would be it. That's mm-hmm. the thing that's like, well, you haven't changed. And the person be like, uh-uh, but no, I have. Because yeah. <laughs> actually, <laughs> I did this, 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 and this since then, and this, this, and that since then. And I didn't sit down and necessarily connect it with that to quantify how I've changed. But now that y'all bringing it up, and I forgot all about that messed up shit that I did, mm-hmm. I actually realized that those were steps that I actively took since then, um, you know, to change my life or to change myself because I... I didn't necessarily connect it to that incident, but I realized that there was something not right about me mm-hmm. and I needed to switch how I was living. Yeah. And ever since then, I did this, I did this, I did that. And I I, I would be like, okay. I would too. I think I'd be like, all right, I, I see it. We can let this go. Yeah, because we do a lot of stupid stuff when we're young oh, and we don't notice stuff. And it speaks, again, the important thing is that this, all the isms are so much ingrained in our culture and our way of life. It's easy to it's much easier to make those mistakes when you it's much easier to make a sexist comment when you're 16, 21. Because that's just the way it is. You've grown up in that. And I, that's what I think people need to know. It's not there's some ownership, of course, on the person and that you are, but also we have to look at the culture that we've grown up in, the society that I've grown up in. That's also to blame. When you when you raise people and rear people in this culture, how are they not supposed to be like that? It makes no sense. Someone they were asking. Oh geez, I'm probably some prominent black writer professor about uh, white people. Yeah, no, it was a woman, I think, <laughs> and they was she was just like she was like she was like I think it's a miracle if I meet a white person who isn't racist, who doesn't have these certain views about people of color, mm-hmm. and I think that's true right. because it, it and that doesn't mean that these people are evil. It means. It talks about the culture you that grew we up grew up in. Society. Yeah, in, in a That's way that, that you means. don't things that you don't realize. You grew up in a racist society yes. that told you that it was okay if you perpetuated racism. Yes, in all so the small and big ways. I'd be surprised if you didn't. That's the same as saying I'd be very surprised if I met a man who did not participate in sexism. Straight or gay. Straight or gay. <laughs> oh yes, I man did not, in general. I, did not I wanted to put that out yeah. there. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Who didn't participate in sexism? Mm-hmm. Yes. No. It's. Yes. I mean, come on. Part of how we think. It it just is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Cuomo's, y'all need to get it together. (laughs) We need to talk about any of the other. We ain't time to talk about none of the other stuff. (laughs) But we can say, um, just to talk, Willie Garson, um, who played uh, Stanford. Oh, yeah. Stanford. Stanford. Mm -hmm. On On Sex Sex and the the City. City. Um, it finally came out that he had pancreatic cancer. Oh, I did hear that he had cancer. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was sad. And I think, you know, he's only 57. Oh, so young. You know, everybody like loved him. It's crazy because I was like, I was recently watching him a lot on 25 Words or Less. Mm. And he was always really good. Um, mm. I don't know this show. But... It's a game show. You oh, know, game. I love my game You love shows. your game come shows. On, come, uh-huh. on, come on, come on, come on. But yeah, it was really sad. Um, he passed away. And then also that Kelly Price is possibly missing. Yeah. That's a whole nother episode. That's a whole nother too, episode. Because, but the, the, wait, what? No, I was just going to say, I felt even worse about Stanford. You know, we were big fans in the Texas but he also had a son who was adopted. And I think most people found out that he died because his son posted something about his dad dying. And he had adopted this boy years ago. He's probably like 20 or something now. And I think it's, to me, I just felt bad because it's the only child he's adopted. And I hope that he has other family left to help him because his, adoptive dad die and I was just like that's really really he adopted him as a single parent right and I just think that's really really sad to be so young and to have your only parent pass away and you don't have any other family around you know it it happens but it's just that's yeah. really sad but yes but and, Kelly Price um, they also yeah Kelly Price is missing mm-hmm. her lawyers try to say she's not Cop says she's still a missing person. We really don't understand. Her sister says that she is still missing. As of this morning, her sister yeah. says she was still missing. We still don't know what's going on. But I do know that black folks is not here for it because they like, y'all better put the same <laughs> energy into Kelly Price as y'all are doing Gabby Petito. Mm-hmm. Where's the lie? Yeah. But Brian Laundry also missing. Like, they yeah. cops can't find him. There's just way too much going on it's- right now. Like, I just want to, like... Crawl into a hole with my Netflix and my snacks. Yes. And like just come back out like in 2022. Hopefully exactly. like COVID will be gone. Mm-hmm. 
and just all of this. I wish it was all a Netflix show. I wish we'd been just watching the Netflix. We were, we were, and we were in it. <laughs> yes. It was like the best Netflix they show. They like, paid me real good Exactly. Shit, like, oh, y'all took me on a roller coaster ride. I, they did not pay me for this. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and I thought it was funny. Mm. I'm not going to put more blasts. But someone we know made a declarative statement that if John David Wa- John David Washington has one more bad movie to make before they are giving up on it. Oh wow! Because we didn't talk about Tenet and um, what was the other one? Um, the Beckett. Beckett. I didn't see Tenet or Beckett. Oh man! Beckett, save I yourself the time. I'm gonna see Tenet. Save yourself time. But honey. Beckett, I heard was really bad. Uh, and we went. We got. We went to a whole episode about Malcolm and Marie mm-hmm. um, but people felt very strongly about that we were on very opposite ends about that one but um, so you know I would love to if anybody could find John David Washington we would love to have him on the podcast and discuss so some things I'm just saying um, feel free to email us at blackhipsterpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com or mm-hmm. slide in our DMs at blackhipsterpodcast on Instagram mm-hmm. if you find him and tell him to, to hit us up Yes, but ma'am. also, if you love this episode, mm-hmm. you know, go ahead and subscribe yes, and make ma'am. sure you rate us top stars. Um, you know, we are in our last season of the show, but um, yeah. there's still tons of episodes from years prior exactly. that you can go back and listen to. Over 100. And um, hopefully we ain't say nothing so bad that we get canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. If we did, if we did you, I'll give you permission to personally personally. Slide into my DMs. Yeah, don't say nothing to me. On Instagram <laughs> at the Shawa Evans. No, slide into his too. What's your yo um, handle? Emilio um, Pucci is, is my name. No, Sandra Wiggins. I could have, yeah. You said, you said I a real. I said a real person. Yeah. yeah, so then he'll be getting all the um, the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be getting all the DMs. Uh, why are we like this? <laughs> Jeez. Well, unfortunately, we will be back for another episode next week. <laughs> so if we did say something problematic, we got more for you with that. Uh, until then. Bye. Bye. Bye.